again, Callum, um, at the end of the service too, which, which is great. Don't lose that. Don't lose it. You know, sometimes we take that for granted. I don't know if I'm, how it sounds. Does it sound, does it sound okay? Boy, and, and uh, I know that feeling that, that, you know, it's so real. You encountered the real Jesus, the real Jesus of the Bible, and you want more of Him. And, that, and that's what we need to do, church. There's so many people that haven't encountered Jesus in such a real way, in that reality where they're forever changed. They know that they know that they know beyond a shadow of doubt. They've had a born-again experience. They've encountered the true Jesus, love's there, and everything of Scripture is coming to life. And it's alive, and there's that longing. Love it. Father, we just thank you as we end this um, topic of encountering you. Not that we stop encountering you, but Father, the topic for this month has been to encounter. And Father, we thank you for those that have encountered you. We pray, Father, for fresh and new encounters as well, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would so... um, Govern what I'm going to say this morning. Would you just give me the boldness, the clarity, the unction, the anointing? My dependence is on you. Even though I've done my part, Father, I rely on you now to release your word through me in the name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for it. Amen. And I better get my glasses. No wonder I was struggling. I think, why can't I see? Glasses. Thank God for technology. <laughs> That too. Come on. Well, it's been great covering the topic of encounter for this month. And, you know, we could be on this topic really um, for quite some time to do it justice. But I pray, as I said, that we would encounter God in a way that is undeniable to each and every one of us. And that what it would produce in us is a greater love, a greater increase in our faith, transformation of lives, a new boldness, a new destiny, purpose and hope for all things of God. I also pray that our spiritual senses would be heightened and be open to be more aware of the ways He encounters us, whether through His Word, His Spirit, an angel. While I'm there, an angel. Andrew, don't want to put you on the spot there, but boy, your, te- your, your story was so good. One of these days we'll get you to share it, Andrew, I hope. I know I've put you on the spot just there. He's looking at me, Claude. Really, right now, (laughs) a vision, a dream, in a crowd or in the secret place. But that we make time and make room and be aware and believe that he wants to meet, encounter and be known. He wants to reveal himself in such a way. And I want to tell you, and I said this in the prayer room, the days are coming where you can't lean on the old, the past, what you thought, the past revelation. God is doing a new thing and it's this close proximity of relationship and intimacy because we're going to be led, but we need to be led by the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, as the days ahead of, uh, uh, ahead of us, we're going to be, need to be so in tune. And this is why part of this encountering time is to heighten our senses and to be so aware Thank God for every avenue that Jesus wants to reveal and encounter us, however that looks like. Just be open, be open to it. And uh, you'd be so amazed. You could have a visitation from an angel without even knowing, a dream that warns you of things to come and where you need to do, a vision, whatever it is, through His Word. There's so many ways, but just be open to it. If you could turn with me to um, 
Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. So I want to talk to us today about some encounters that people had in the Bible and how it forever changed their life, but we don't really hear too much beyond uh, that time or that period. We don't hear too much about them. And so it's a great story, and I think it's very appropriate for today, especially with this COVID-19. It says this, Now a leper came to him, that's Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you're willing. So this leper comes and he, he's, he's kneeling, he's really worshipping. He's worshipping Jesus for who he is. And he says, if you are willing, I love that, you can make me clean. There was faith there. If you're willing, you can do it. I believe you can. I've heard you can. I've seen miracles. I've heard of this Jesus that's been walking through our streets, through our land, through our nation at the moment. And he's bringing healing. He's touching lives. There's transformation. He's speaking new things. We've never heard things like this before. I want this. I want to encounter this person. And I know you can do it if you're willing. Then Jesus moved with compassion. I love that. And this word moved with compassion is truly, it's, not, it's one of these moments where you're so moved that within the very, um, your insides, your gut, you just, you, you almost groan. And this groan of love cries out. And I could hear Jesus going, I am willing, which we'll get to and we'll read. He's so willing. And I think sometimes in life, I think it's good for us to remind ourselves when we're facing things and, and asking for things, we almost, uh, are you willing? Is this your will? Yes, it is. I am willing. Your will. I am willing. His will is always good. Always good, no matter what we face and what we go through. Then Jesus moved with compassion. I love this. Stretched out his hand and touched him. And said, and I'll get to that, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once. And said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. We, and you read on, and he didn't quite do that. But what I want to get to is this. Leprosy, so we, we don't know too much of it in, in where we live, but what a horrible disease. And this man, it actually, in the other scriptures, he was full of leprosy. So it's pretty full-blown. It wouldn't have been nice. It wouldn't have been pleasant. And do you know what lepers had to do as they walked the streets, for some of us who don't know, is they actually had to, as they're approaching people or cities or areas, they had to say, unclean. They had to go, unclean. Like an unclean person is coming. Almost like, I'm not worthy. An unworthy person is coming. I'm unclean, unclean. And can you imagine the crowds would have just scattered? Everyone would have scattered. He actually even disobeyed the law of man at that time just to get to Jesus because he knew Jesus was the one who could cure him, who could heal him, who could help him. And Jesus does the unthinkable. The unthinkable. And at the moment, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. We're about, don't touch, don't feel We're so fearful. Really. Really, I mean it. I mean it. 
We're so fearful. Come on. Lift off the fear, church. God is going, wakey, wakey, arise, sons and daughters of the living God. Come on. Arise with healing in your wings. Arise, church. Arise, the bride of Christ. Arise. Wake up. You know, I heard an interesting message while I'm on here. I don't want to uh, linger on this too much. There's a guy called Jeremiah Johnson. I don't know if you know him. He's a, he's a prophetic voice. And he's going, President Trump, he goes, the Republican Party is preaching more of the gospel than what the church is at the moment in America. Crazy. Crazy. Where is the church? Where is the voice of the church at the moment in this hour? Rising up. Political correctness gone mad. No, I just... I, I know I'm right here on the edge. I'm going to be right on the edge this morning, just so you know. I'm going to be right on the edge. If I cross over, we'll soon find out. We'll soon find out. Come on. But this, Jesus, you know, you know the law, not to touch. He disobeyed the law of man. He disobeyed. And he touches the leper first. I think the leopard needed that touch just as much as his healing and at the moment there's a world that needs our touch just as much as their healing it needs the touch of love that says you're worthy you're worthy and he touches him i i, I can't imagine he, he must i think he, he might have even maybe pulled back i don't know we don't read the in-between lines as i was saying this morning we don't read the in-between lines of the moments and the actions, and how Jesus interacted, and the laughter, and the joy, and the expressions. But just use your imagination this morning, and imagine tears, maybe just, just, just running down his face. You know, we talk about rejection, and isolation. Imagine how this leper felt. There's a world at the moment that, let me tell you, is feeling very rejected. You know, if you know people in Mel even in Melbourne at the moment, in their lockdown, Ring them up. How are you doing? How are you coping? Let me encourage you. Let me pray for you. And I hope they do start to, you know, do some um, good protests, let's just say. They start to wake up and go, you know what? Let's just start to make a stand. What am I saying? Wow. On the edge. But you know what? We've got to start to stand up for us. The day is coming, I want to tell you, that the greater law of love is going to have to kick in. The, the day is coming where you're going to be saying, will I obey man or God? Which one is it? And we're going to have to make a choice. The day is coming. We need to get a backbone. Now let me tell you, it's going to start. It's starting. It's started. And we need to get there. I want to tell you, everything's not going to be rosy. The day is coming. We're going to have to stand for what we believe in. We're going to have to stand for the truth. We can't be swayed by everything else and every doctrine of wind that comes on. There is an agenda. There isn't a control issue at the moment. Wake up. Come alive. Be aware of what's going on. Don't stick your head in the ostrich or think, oh no, but we need to do this. Let me tell you. Jesus went against the grain. Jesus was counterculture every time. That's why the religious leaders hated him. 
the political leaders hated him. He's too much. We can't cope. But he ushered in something new and something so radical that forever changed the world. There's a world out there that needs our touch, I want to tell you. Don't be too scared. Don't touch. Don't really. And I'm on the edge almost going, yes, I know we need to obey certain things. And I know we need to be wise. And I know all these things. But I think what happens is we go all the way to this side, though. Come on. It's like, what, really? Come on. You know, I was walking in, I was in the shopping center the other day. And truth be told, come on, don't many of us. And, they, and so you can't go to a church, let's say, I'm just saying. So you can't go to a church, but you can go to work, you can go shopping. You can go everywhere else. You're amongst everything else. But then in church, oh no, we can't, come on. And in America, it's just like crazy. There, they're getting to the stage where really protests are accepted. People are doing this and you're stopping for coming. It's a non-essential. Come on. God is the greatest essential in this day and age. You know, and you know what I love about Trump too? For all you, thank God for Trump. Really? He says it the way it is. He's not shy. He talks about salvation. He talks we need God. He talks about everything else. He's got a backbone. He doesn't care who he offends or what he says. There's no shaking. Thank God. For that. And you know what? I pray. I pray there's someone here in this land who develops a backbone and doesn't start to shake no matter what it costs him. So what? I'd rather be popular with God than unpopular with man. Because one day I'll be standing before God and not man. You and I. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give us a backbone. Give us boldness. It's easy for me. Maybe you think it's easy for me to say this. I say it to people. As I was in the shopping center, the guy's going, oh, you're going to go there? I said, yeah. I said, I don't live in fear. He's, he goes, oh, mate, I wear a mask there. I do this. I close my windows. I go, seriously? I said, wow. Anyway. Pray for an opportunity. The leper comes in desperation, but also in faith, hearing what Jesus has done. Therefore, it was possible for him, if you are willing, God is willing, Jesus is willing. And the thing about leprosy is oftentimes it was likened to sin. And because it was a slow, um, unaware, your body would decay, there were certain things that it was just like, like a process of death. And sin's like that. We don't notice what sin does. We don't know. And you know what? A little bit at the moment, everything's getting desensitized. So the enemy would want to desensitize us. Get us to this point where slowly, slowly, oh yeah, and whatever comes next, yes, we'll just go for it. Let's just jump in. We're getting desensitized. It's a control issue at the moment. I want to tell you, there's an agenda going on. Wake up. Look beyond what you think and what you see. At the moment, my eyes are scanning, my ears are scanning. I'm aware of what's going on. And at the same time, I'm just listening. Listening. God, what do you say? God, what do you say? And we're going to be living in those days where we're going to truly need to hear and discern because there's so many voices, as I keep saying. So let's keep 
keep reading. But he says, go show yourself to the priests and don't tell anyone. Obviously, he does. You can imagine. I mean, you know, he's healed and he tells absolutely everyone. But he still obeys the law and does what he needs to do. And Jesus did tell him, he says, go offer up the gift and then go see the priest because then the priest was to pronounce you clean and you could enter into the community again. There's so many people that need Jesus. The only thing that can deal with sin is Jesus. And when we lose to say to people, whoever they are, no matter what they're doing, that the only way to heaven and the only way you can be forgiven is through the finished work and the blood of Jesus Christ. Why is that now offensive? We don't talk about the blood. We don't talk about the cross. We don't talk about these issues. We've become so desensitized. And I'm all for love. I'm all for love. I'm all for showing love. But I think at the moment I've been, you know, as you read things, they're going, oh, you, you need to show love. Yes, you do. But you also need to speak truth in love. There's no point in just, you know, there's truth and there's love. Both go together. They work together. And I pray we would rise up and start to speak the truth in love. Be bold. So what? If someone's upset with you, but you know what? If you sow that seed, thank God that Millie was uh, bold enough to talk to Callan and sow that seed. And the rest is history. And you know what? There are times where that happens and there's times where it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. But you've done your part and it's off you. You know, in Ezekiel it says, hey, son of man, and you've heard me say this before, it says, preach. But if you don't preach, it's on you. I mean, it's, it's, it's so heavy, really. It says, their blood is on you. If you don't say anything, the blood's on you. But if you say something they don't receive, then it's off you and it's on them. That's, that's heavy, isn't it? But you know what? We need to rescue people. And there is a way to do it. I know that. I'm not saying to smash them with it. But you know what? Be gentle as a dove, but be wise as serpents. Thank you, Lord. If you could turn with me to... Actually, just before I... Turn with me to Luke chapter 19 and verse 1. But just before then, I was just, just reminded... Of the story of um, the woman with the issue of blood, and she tried every option. She tried all the surgeons for years and years, and she knows and hears of Jesus, obviously as well. And there's a crowd all around, her, and and she has an issue of blood, and 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 there's shame that carries to that as well. And there's such a crowd, but she's willing to press through. She's willing to, however, crawl on the ground. Get through the crowd. However, it doesn't exactly say how she got there. But I'd say she would have more than likely crawled on the ground. And she finally touches Jesus, touches the hem of his garment. And he senses power going through um, out of him. And she's healed. But I thought, can you imagine for this woman? And you know what? We're sometimes, you know, we're here and we're a certain way and we sit and everything. But you know what? If you knew, if you stepped out of your comfort zone, push through the crowd, don't look to the left or right or who's around sometimes, and just press in, linger longer, as Pastor Bianca said, and just touch him. I want to tell you, 
power will flow through. You'll be forever changed, forever transformed. And I love that story. And why I think I, we needed to hear even that this morning. But sometimes in crowds, we can, get a bit, we can get a bit shy, don't we? In a crowd, we almost, oh, what will they think of me? What will they say? All these things. We're so worried and concerned. Who cares? Really, who cares? You know, I'm going to get a t-shirt done. I keep saying this to, I think, Phil or some others. I'm going to get a t-shirt done. And it's, I care at the front and then at the back. It's, I don't care. I care and I don't care. I don't care. Why are you so concerned? Why are we so concerned what people think and say? Who cares? It's an audience of one. Really, that's the main care. You know, it says, Jesus said to the Pharisees, they loved what? They loved the um, praises of man rather than God. Don't be like them. We want the praises of God. We want to please God. It's an audience of one. And I think there's a way to do it without being so ridiculous. I'm not saying that. Don't go overboard. But we need to be bold. We need to start standing. How is it that the Muslims will, will pray seven times and now, you know, a 2% minority, I don't know what they are, and they've got prayer rooms and these and rites and, and they could have so many people at, at Ramadan. We say nothing. Why are we silent? It's not the silence of the lambs. Seriously. Come on. Stand up. You know, sometimes I sit around and I hear people say, and they start talking about Trump. And I know, and sometimes Norma looks at me because she, she knows, and I, can, I can't help myself. I say, listen, let me tell you something about this man. Don't go by what you think or what you feel, what you see in the media. Let me tell you this side of him. Come on. And I'm talking about Trump at the moment, and I pray he gets in. You know, Australia, pray he gets in. Let me tell you. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it at that. No, but I'll leave it at that for now, Nath. <laughs> okay, Luke 19. Isn't it good being in the house of the Lord? It's so good. Come on. Nothing better. Really, so good to be in the house of the Lord, so good to be in fellowship. And the enemy wants to strip that down, get everyone separated, get everyone not communicating. No fellowship, let's not talk, let's silence, let's put a mask on. It's true. Now, if a law came in, I'd most probably say, let's start a protest. Wow, who's listening right now? <laughs> Man, let me tell you. Praise God. Look, as the leader goes, so everything goes. I've got to make a stand. We're going to have to make a stand. The day is coming. And you know what? I don't know what, totally what that looks like and what that's ahead. But you know what? You know, I, I love what David Wilkinson, you know, 
But he was so bold, this man. You know, he was unrelentless. A lot of people would, would hear him and say, how come you always, you know, you always prophesy this and you always, can't you just say something almost like, can't you say just nice things? A bit like what they told Jeremiah. Jeremiah, can't you just prophesy this? I'm only speaking what God tells me to speak. I'm telling you what God says. I'm telling you the season we're in. The rest is up to you, what you do. I've done my part. I've said what I needed to say. The rest is between you and God, between me and God. Because at the end of the day, when we stand before God and give an account of our life, I'm not going to be there, in other words, next to you. You're going to stand, I'm going to stand. And I can't look around and say, oh, but he said, oh, but she said. There's no buts. No buts in heaven. That's it. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not, uh, but could not be... But could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead, but he was a thinker, smart boy. He was a thinker. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. Don't you love that? His Zacchaeus wanted to encounter Jesus, wanted to see him, however, maybe wanted to meet him. I'm not too sure, but basically he wanted to see him. And so much more. And Jesus not only uh, sees him, he, he stops, he sees him, and he calls him by name. Don't you love that? Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to stay at your place now. And as you know, tax collectors, and he was a chief tax collector at that, weren't really liked misunderstood hated can you imagine everyone around complaining he's going to the house he's actually just invited himself boy i might start to do that some of you you guys here how good's that hey eh? come on invite myself you know in today's age what would we do what oh no the house is a mess the bathroom not for all, but for some. No. <laughs> I'm in trouble. No, no. But I love that he invites himself. And I love what Zacchaeus says. This is, have a listen. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord. I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I believe, you know, so misunderstood. He goes, people may be thought of him a certain way. Some people will say that this was speaking future. I don't necessarily read it that way. I think he was just a misunderstood man. Just because he was the chief tax collector doesn't mean he was a bad man or was he against or anti-God. He too just put in a position, doing what he did, but longed to encounter 
the true God, the Jesus of the Bible. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's our job. Don't worry, oh, they're into this. Who cares what they're into? The greater in you, Christ in you, greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I don't care whose house I go to. Oh, but they're, um, they're into witchcraft. So what? They're into this. So what? Greater is he that is in me. I'm the light. I'm the light of the world. You can say you're the light of the world. Don't be scared. You are salt and light. Light dispels darkness. I'm not afraid. I went to somebody's house the other day and I saw him meditating. And uh, they were doing some yoga. And this guy, they were actually shaking. I just, yeah, just kept on going. I thought I'd just keep doing my thing until I had an opportune time to talk to him. I'm thinking, man, some spirits are on you. Let me tell you, and they ain't good. And they weren't good. And then because I asked him, oh, I see you were meditating. He goes, yeah, yeah, I do some yoga, I meditate. I go, okay. I thought, just wait right now, just, you know. I need, I need to um, pause and not just say things right then and there and just wait for an opportune time. But let me tell you, this guy was shaking. Something was going on. Wrong spirit. Wrong spirit. I wasn't there like, oh, I'm a, oh, oh no. There's some spirits around, so some demons around, some this around. So what? Come on. No fear. No fear. Fear not. Can't be afraid. Don't walk around afraid. We're living in the days ahead that, let me tell you, you're going to, we're going to really need it. We're truly going to need not to be afraid. No fear and stand on everything that God says. But don't you love that story? He's looking for him. He, barg he didn't bargain for what was about to happen. And Jesus says, I want to stay with you. I know you by name. There's a lot of people that want to see. And as we heard Callan, they don't always know. They haven't been guided. They, they don't know. They hear of, the, uh, of this Jesus that's religious and religion, but not relation or not relationship. It's this distant God, this faraway God that they can never really understand. How do, how do I invite him into my world? How do I be a part of his world? How do I encounter this Jesus? And you and I have the answers. You and I have the tools. You and I can instruct. You and I, you and I can help them find and encounter the true Jesus of the Bible that will forever change their life, forever transform. Sometimes I think we, we take it almost, it's a bit like a relationship. You know, for those of us who are married, and sometimes as time goes on, uh, what we can do and we shouldn't do is we, we, we become so familiar and we become so used to it that we don't honor and we don't really value we don't really go, wow, I'm so blessed to know this person. I'm so blessed to be with this person. To value, to rekindle, to honor, to love, to respect, to, know, to all those things that you first started with. We don't value that. 
and we just take each other for granted. Let's not do that. And we do. Come on. Come on. I put up my hand. We sometimes do that. It's un- even unknowingly. We just... We don't want to do that. Let's not be those people. But let's be the people that is so in love with Jesus. And people see it and it oozes out of us who we are. There's going to be a difference, a distinction. Something so different about you and I than the world. Even though we're in the world, we're not of the world. So you and I can help in every area of life. You and I are the hope of the world. You and I have the answers because we have Jesus living within us. We have his Holy Spirit within us. One more story. If you could turn with me to John chapter 8 and verse 2. I know I'm going a little bit long, guys, but that's okay. It's only a nice sunny day and you could go to the beach today. and you know. <laughs> I'm sure there's time for that. Here's Jesus and his... um, Anyway, now early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees... Yes, don't you love those scribes and Pharisees? Wonderful people. Not. Brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act... Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him. They weren't really interested in this woman. This woman was a, almost in crossfire. She even really didn't want to encounter Jesus. She was caught in the crossfire. And sometimes, you know, us can be put in a, in a spot or in a position where we, we weren't quite a certain way. But all of a sudden through a circumstance, you know, I think of Daniel. Through, through Daniel's circumstances, then the family comes to Jesus. They were caught in the crossfire of what, let's say, Daniel was involved in. Sorry, Daniel. Not that it's all good, man. What a powerful testimony. Yeah, and likewise, my poor wife, I get to Jesus and she, she gets dragged along and then finally encounters Jesus for herself. But this woman was caught in a crossfire. And I want to say that for some of us who are out there, whether it's a husband or wife or a friend or somewhere else, we sort of get caught in somehow in the in-between part, not really wanting to encounter, but somehow we get to encounter Jesus through it. And thank God for that. So they're testing him, but Jesus stooped down. And I, was, I just want to know what he wrote. I go, the other day I was saying, God, what did you write? I said, Jesus, what, what did you actually write? And the best, and, and, and you know, whether it's, it was a thought or anything, I'll just share what my thought was on it, and could have been longer. And I just believe it was almost like, mercy triumphs over judgment. I just love that thought of it during that time. Mercy triumphs over judgment. So when they continued asking me, he raised himself up and said to them, so smart, this is a beauty. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. What a cracker, eh? What a cracker response. Come on. That is so good. If you don't think that's good, that is so good. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one 
beginning with the oldest, because I think as you get older, you realize you, you need the grace of God. You realize your failings, you, you, your dependency really needs to be heightened in God. You realize, I, I get it. So it's from the oldest to the youngest, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are, the, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Let's not forget that part, okay? So let's, neither do I. But go and sin no more as well. We, we need to preach all the gospel. We need the whole full gospel. Now what I want to say is this. She didn't mean to encounter him, but she, I think, forever changed. Can you imagine? All she knew was religion. All she knew was regulations. All she knew was law. She, she never knew love. She never knew grace. And all of a sudden, Jesus, who wrote the commandments, Jesus, who's the author of it all, he doesn't break the law, but in it, he reveals himself to this woman, and she finally gets it. She sees what love looks like. She sees what grace looks like. She sees what true religion looks like. And I think we're living in times, and really, I don't like a religious spirit. I just want to tell you, religious, anyone who's got a religious spirit doesn't last here very long either, actually. They, just, they don't last, which is fantastic. Thank the Lord for that. Come on, I really, I, I'm just, just, I don't like it. Religion, come on. Don't touch, uh, we've got to do this. Uh. Oh boy. I'm saying a lot today, aren't I? That's the truth. Anyway, that's the truth. We don't want to, I think sometimes religion has stopped more people coming to Jesus than a lot of things. It really has. But that, I think when you encounter that, the true Jesus of the Bible, not the dictator, not a dictator, but someone who lives out his life and says mercy triumphs of a jump, that his heart is always for reconciliation, his heart is always for redemption, his heart, he sees the good, he sees the future tense, not just the past tense, not the now tense, but the future tense. That's the Jesus of the Bible. And that's who you and I can reveal to people to encounter. Because all they see is the other stuff. Oh, don't touch, Doug. All these Christians. I'm not paying out on Christians, but I am a little. And can I tell you something else too? Thank God. You know, I keep saying it. You know, Jesus had a lot of dealings with women too. And I believe women are going to be so instrumental in this great next move of God. He's, do he's doing something with women. No, truly. Women arise. I want to tell you. Because Jesus is so counterculture. And the minute you try and do something else, Jesus does something. He just he flips that. He almost like flips the switch and goes, I'll show you. And you've heard me say this many times. These moments were catalytic for these people. Catalytic moments. And you and I have had those moments. 
And we need to help others to have those moments. Religion will always hinder and stop the things of God, will silence the crowd, will silence the voice. That's what it does. See it for what it is. Say it for what it is. I'm unapologetic. We need more people like Jesus. Could I just get the worship team? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for love. We thank you for all things that are of you. We ask for such a great revelation, Lord. We ask, Father God, that we go to a new level. We, Father, Father, we pray, Father, that we're living in times where you are doing a new thing. And we need to embrace the new, Lord. And we need to follow what that new thing is. We can't lean on the past or the old, Lord. And we need to move with you. Move to the times you're in, Lord Jesus. Be reflective of Jesus' culture. Be reflective of a counterculture lord that is truly of you lord so i pray father god that boldness will come within us that you fill us afresh with your holy spirit may we encounter you in a new and fresh and different way lord may we be open to all things that are of you lord may you bind father whatever is not of you may you loose whatever is of you father god we cancel out every assignment of the enemy lord we cast down every lie and every accusation Father God, regarding our life or what is not according to your will and purpose for us as an individual, as a body and as a church, Lord Jesus. We embrace whatever you are doing in this current season, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father God, that, Father, we would not hold back, we would not be shy, that we would be people, Father God, who know their God and will do great exploits, Lord. I thank you, Lord, Father God, for what you are doing in this earth right now. I thank you for the salvations that are taking place i thank you for the healings that are taking place i thank you for all that you are doing lord right now in the world lord and that you're saying wake up arise and shine for the glory of the lord is risen upon you would we all stand this morning Can I get those who um, 